This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode 154 of Small Talk. Your host, Steve Cerruti and Michelle Smallman are back with you. After like a two and a half week long hiatus, Steve, these breaks are getting longer and longer for us, but it's hard for us to record a podcast when you're on the beach in Tulum. So you got to tell us, how was your trip? It was great. Well, you're also jet setting as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm not jet setting. I'm in New York. Coasts, but so you're doing your thing. So it's, it's not just me. But Tulum was amazing. It was great. Never been to Mexico before. And then we'll get into a few. I have a few questions for you or, or just observations from being there. But okay. um, so we, we did Hawaii. We did Maui and Kauai on our honeymoon. And I would argue that parts of Tulum were actually more beautiful than even Maui and Kauai, which I thought would I would have never said. But it's an incredibly beautiful place. And the cool thing was that we didn't really know this, but I guess October is the off season there. So it was kind of dead too. So like there was really nobody on the beach. The restaurants and clubs were all kind of closed. Tulum is this place where, and again, I don't, I didn't know really much about it. I didn't know much about Mexico. Um, I'd heard of Cancun and Cabo is like the, you know, the spring break party central. I never did that in college. Did you do that? I never did the spring break thing. I went to Acapulco twice. Oh, okay. So you were, yeah, that actually checks out, you know, <laughs> Big Ten school, sorority, I, that checks out. Of course um, it does, yeah. Uh, and not that I wouldn't have wanted to do it. I just never did. I never went to, uh, never got to go to Mexico during spring break. But um, Tulum is not really that vibe. But Tulum is like kind of, so it's 90 minutes south of Cancun. You know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a little bit dangerous, but not in a cool way, I would say. You know, the street is very narrow. Um there's it's like one street. Of, it's one, one street. street yeah, house. basically one just down the beach. And, you know, there are some sketchy spots, some sketchy people, um, but it's beautiful and it's great. And I had an awesome time. So it's not like a bring your kids there and eat chicken fingers kind of place. It's more of a no. like, oh, it's a late night vibes place. And there it's were some vibe. great vibes vibe. there, even though it was a little it's bit dead. Vibes. But had a great week, drank a shit ton of mezcal um, and am a little bit darker, I think, than, I, than I've ever been probably in the last, I don't know, five to five, six years. Okay, I have a lot of follow-up questions here. Um, number one, I think it's interesting that you think it's sketchy because I felt safer in Tulum than I do in St. Louis. Okay, I can't speak to that. I've never been to St. Louis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, the way you've kind of described St. Louis. Okay, I, I can get that. It wasn't sketchy. Like the people there were so freaking nice. Like they were so, so nice. great. And. It was more of there's basically this very narrow road and you just walk on the road and there's cars, there's potholes everywhere, like oh, there's yeah. animals everywhere. Like it was crazy. So sketchy, like not from like I felt like I was in danger at any point, but it wasn't like a a resort destination that you would find. Like it's not an all inclusive type thing where you get drinks handed to you constantly. You have to walk places and um and not everything is cleaned up, I should say. Like once you get into the beach and by the beach itself, it's amazing. So, so I can't speak to the compared to St. Louis, but I'm not. You know, let's not pretend like my life was in danger at any point when I was there. No, but there is um, a very heavy sense of if I have one too many mezcals, I could get hit by a car on this non-lit, oh, yeah. dark, dark road. I'm surprised more people don't. It's cr- yeah, totally. You have just drunk ass people. And I was thinking about this because Maddie was like, should I wear heels? I was like, no. No, my God. Everyone's in not. flip-flops. You would step in mud and and whatever. It was just, it's a, it's a hard thing to describe. But yeah, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, this is super dangerous. You've got just taxis on both sides and like just people drunkenly walking in the street. Um, so I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that does happen. I don't know. But uh, but no, we got back safely. It was a lot of fun. And um, I would highly recommend it to anyone. Okay. Question number two. Before you left, we had a little bit of consternation about what you should get Maddie for your anniversary. (laughs) And I think we came to the conclusion that you were going to get her something in Tulum. Did you pull the trigger? Did you secure the gift? I did not. 
buy a gift. Oh, Steve. I did not. And, you know, some of you are going to be like, wow, what a dick move. Like, you're a terrible husband. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but I was repeatedly told that I that she didn't want something and that, you know, we would get something when we, when we were there, which we, we really didn't. But it was more about just the experiences of things. Like, we did this awesome, like, tequila mezcal tasting, which was awesome, like, by ourselves. You know what's weird is I feel like I drank constantly when I was there, but I was never, like, really drunk. I was just kind mm-hmm. of always feeling great and that's i think the best part of vacation is when you're, you're just, right here yeah you're just you're, right yeah, you're always like six you know you're never like a seven eight i had a scene this weekend uh one of my buddies puked in my car on the way back from boston uh he got he was he was at a 10 so i had to get that detailed so i was never quite there in Ooh. tulum um but i was always i was always in a great mood uh but no i didn't get her a gift and she doesn't care she doesn't care i don't care we're not big gift people to begin with like we kind of just buy each other stuff like when we need it at the time. So I know some people will probably judge me for that, but no, I did not get a gift. Um, I was at lunch today. I'm in New York City and I was at lunch today with someone and they told me experience is the new luxury. Yeah. I would and agree. I was like, yeah, well that said. is so t- well said. So true. Because we were talking about just what you're saying about how now when people go to give a gift, instead of buying a luxury item, like a handbag or a watch or something like we talked Shock. about. Yeah. Experiencing something with someone is far more luxurious and better than buying them something materialistic. So experience is the new luxury. So you did get her a gift, Steve. Yeah. I mean, would she have rather had a handbag or a trip to Tulum? Like, come on, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I don't think anybody would pick the the former. Um, But that's a good point. I think now, you know, everyone's kind of like minimalistic today. And, you know, even like with clothes and just shit that we get, you know, even we talk about this for the holidays. And, my, and this is one of the things I love about my family is like we don't buy each other gifts. Like I have two sisters and my mom and my dad. We do like a grab bag Secret Santa because like none of us, we don't need to buy each other one gift each. Like we don't need that much shit, you know, right. otherwise this is going to be stuff that we're going to be throwing away in two seconds. So I'm with whoever said that as a very smart person. I would rather take a trip than receive something any day of the week. It was Mark and he's very smart. Shout out to Mark. He knows he's, he's got his head screwed on straight. Okay. Final question for you. Um, can you tell me what you were doing over the weekend that had your friend at such a 10 that he popped <laughs> in your car? Yeah. So actually this is a, okay, this is a great somewhat segue. Uh, we are in Boston for my friend Brian and his now fiance, Sam, at their engagement party. And it was great. We had an awesome time. Um, and I drove, we drove up, we were going to stay there, but there was no hotel rooms in Boston, oddly enough. Um, hmm. anything, it was all like crazy, crazy expensive. And I love Boston, but I'm not going to pay like a trillion dollars to stay in Boston. For oh, place. were the Red Sox still playing at the time though? No, no, they oh, were out. It, was, huh. it was this, it was the last, it was a couple days ago. Oh, this um, past week. Okay. Yeah. So, so we were there and you know, we, he got after it. My buddy got after it. I won't, I won't, won't say his name, but he got after it a little bit. And on the ride home, he, uh. I, you know what's funny? I should have known. This is actually partially my fault because he was hammered and we got back in the car. I was fine. I was drinking waters by the end of the night. It was totally fine. But we had a 90 minute drive back home and I just kind of didn't really think about the car sickness thing. And probably 10, 15 minutes into the highway trip, he just puked all in my car. So we still had over an hour. I mean, Maddie was not happy. It was a horrific smell. Ooh. It was cold outside and we had the windows open the entire time. We had to stop at a rest stop and he, they're like, bad. they're wiping up the, you know, they're wiping everything out. But it, there's a lot of stuff. And I don't think he opened the window in time. I didn't quite see it. Oh. And, uh, but you know, he did pay to detail my car. It happened yesterday. Yeah. Everything, it's all forgiven. So it's all good. But it was a good hour, 15 minutes of just puke car. And it was as bad of a smell as anything I've ever smelled in my life. One of the most mortifying moments of my entire life is that I threw up in the backseat of an Uber in New York oh. City. And it was like a. What happens? L- you have to pay for that, right? 
So yeah, but it was, I don't know if you've ever been in a cab or an Uber in New York city. You could be dead sober and feel nauseous in a cab in New York city. It's just the way they drive. It's like this, it's like this, it's like this. Right. And I had gone out the night before, but was not feeling that banged up. And I just, I got in the cab. It was back and forth, back and forth. And I turned Mm -hmm. to my friend and I was like, I think I'm going to be sick. And my friend was like, what? Like, are you sure? And before I could even spring into Mm -hmm. action, it just happened. And so I do feel badly for your friend (laughs) as someone who's done that. He was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed. I've never been more mortified in my entire life. I felt awful. Not only did I, you know, was happy to pay for the car or whatever. That's a whole separate story. But I wanted to send a handwritten note to the driver. (laughs) Send him a fruit basket. I am so incredibly soft. Like I, I would almost it rather be a friend because then I could do something super yeah. apologetic to you. But it was, I feel badly for your friend. And yes, your friend was banged up. It's just a bad confluence of things. But as someone who has done it, it is truly embarrassing. I have thrown up in my own car. Uh, this happened in high school. We were coming back from a party and one of my friends was driving my car home and I threw up in the passenger seat of my own car all over the dash, all over the dash. So that's that at least was on me. Yeah. My car. Right. I, you know, I, had to, I had to clean it up. So I was fine. And then I, I believe in college, I puked out a window, but I wasn't, it wasn't in the car, nice. but that was also in my, I was a teenager and then in my early twenties, you know, we're in our, we're, we're approaching our mid thirties. I don't know if puking in cars should be a thing that happens anymore, but honestly, it wasn't really his fault. I get it. It totally could have happened to anybody, but it was just like, wow, we're adults and we're still puking in cars. I can't believe this is, I didn't, I didn't see this happening when I, when, you know, younger Steve wouldn't have envisioned his life would be like this. Feeling motion sickness is transcendent. It doesn't yeah. happen to just doesn't young discriminate kids. on age. That's exactly. right. Yep. Doesn't care who you are. It's going it to, it comes up fast. And speaking of coming up fast, it did. And it was a uh, a bright purple. It was a, it oh, was dude, one of we didn't need the details. Oh no, I need to we give people the, the details because I want people to feel what I felt. And it was as disgusting as anything I've ever seen in my life. Hour and a half ride home. Good times. Anybody? Everybody's doing great. Well, I'm um, glad you're. I'm glad you're but, back. But anyway, <laughs> I bring that up because we're going to do something later in the podcast um, where we are going to do our next draft, and mm-hmm. it's some stupid idea that I had, and I it actually kind of got stimulated a little bit at this party over the weekend because we were on a dance floor and there was a band and they were playing songs. And I want to draft, um, we'll do five each, the most universally loved songs of all time. Okay, done. Universally so songs loved that songs. do not describe age, sex, race, setting, none of that matters. This song comes on in almost any setting and you're like, this is bad. So we're talking the motion sickness of the music world. The, yes, it, it doesn't discriminate against anybody, exactly. And we're not talking club bangers, we're not talking... You know, they could, it could be any song, but it comes okay. on and you are like 99% of the people in wherever place you are like, yes, this thing is, this is great. So we're going to do that a little bit later in the pod. Yeah, you had given me a heads up on this and I just put my list together uh, quite haphazardly before I went to lunch today. And I could, I came up with 15 songs right at the top of my head. I got about 10. So okay. we'll, uh, we'll, so it sounds like we'll be good there. So we'll do that a little bit later, but I actually had a couple more thoughts on Tulum really quickly. Before oh we yeah, please. Subject. Tulum away. I just, I just have a couple things I'll, and I'll, I'll end with a question that sort of, um, it was the focal point of Maddie's group chat for a couple hours while we were there. Um, <laughs> okay. first, first and foremost, Tulum is like, I didn't realize how much of an like IG thought central it was. There was a girl oh God, of outside of the pool that we were at, which by the way, it was kind of empty because as I mentioned, nobody was really there with a full tripod. Mm-hmm. multiple light fixtures and her ass was just everywhere everywhere 
And I'm like, she had no shame. She didn't care. She's just taking pictures of herself with this whole huge setup and couldn't have cared about it. I, I kind of respected it. I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm jealous of how much you do not care about how weird this is right now. I had a lot of moments when I was in Tulum of seeing girls do the exact same thing, putting the phone up and putting it on the self timer and doing a lot of this. It's not a lot just of a this. phone though, Michelle, like I get the phone thing. We are talking expensive camera oh, with a wow. tripod and okay. multiple light fixtures wow. during the day. <laughs> like wow. during the day. I and she was totally it. solo. Oh yeah. Nobody was around her. Yeah. She was her own thing. Yep. I'm, I'm assuming somebody was paying her to be there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, she was good looking. I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, yeah. And because there, there were a lot of people taking pictures on the beach that, you know, but that's just, everybody does that these days. But you know what I mean? It's a lot of the like over the shoulder. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. But there, there was, um, there was like, like a, a Tulum pose. There was like a rotten, I didn't say rotten. It was like a, a palm tree that had fallen down in which the stump was there. And it was kind of like a bed type situation. And it was right near where we would go to the beach most of the days. And every IG thought girl would come by, lay on that, have somebody take a picture of them on that. And then go on, you know, with the, you know, with the rest of their day. But no, this was in front of a pool at the resort um, with just zero shame, zero shame and a lot of equipment. I was Did you ask questions? No, I didn't talk to her. I was, I would have, what would you have asked her? Why I would have just been like, paid for this. I would have been like, Hey, do you want me to take a photo of you? No, she was clearly good. She was clearly good. It wasn't just like a phone on a tripod. It was a nice Canon or I don't know, whatever a nice camera is. It was a nice camera. Again, multiple pictures. Yeah, but I would have asked to take the photo so then she could say no. And then I would say, what are you shooting for? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was too intimidated and like taken aback by it that I was like, I just said to Maddie, I was like, that's actually happening, right? I'm not making this up. She has this whole thing. Um, I was waiting for somebody else to show up, but nope, it was just her. Just her. So, hey, good for you, girl. Get it. Uh, Second thing, kids at clubs. Oh. Did you see that when you were there? I didn't go to a club when I was there. It wasn't it, really like a club, I should say, but there were a lot of bachelorette and bachelor parties, right? And oh, really? you know, streamers and shots and all Where'd this thing go? was going on. Bagatelle? No, it wasn't Karma. What the heck was it called? It was right near Karma, though. But it was like a big sort of outdoor and the music is just, I mean, the music in most places there is blaring. Blaring. Uh, which is kind of fun, actually, at night. But there's girls doing shots. There's just asses everywhere. There's dudes with no shirts on fireballs playing um there's streamers everywhere expensive ass drinks and then there was this little kid next to us eating sushi with his parents and i was like what are you guys doing and it was fine they had an ipad out and he just was watching cartoons on his ipad while there was a couple of strippers in the background who knows i don't know how old was this kid roughly Mm, four five so we're talking little kid he was old enough where he wasn't gonna cry in public but he was he was a, he was young. But he was also one of those kids that his parents clearly like styled him. He had a very stylish haircut, and he was cool. wearing probably trendier clothes than I was. But was, I, I just couldn't believe it. There was all this commotion going on, and there was just this little kid watching cartoons, eating sushi with his parents out to dinner. I just it was just something I'd never seen before because Tulum is not a place for kids, my friends. It's just like you should not bring kids there. Um, but no. this this couple was like, you know, what? we're gonna have a good time, and our kids are coming too. So I just I was kind of taken aback by that. Well, that reminds me of Sweet Home Alabama when she's like, you have a baby in a bar. Yeah, that's I would say that's more trashy. This wasn't trashy. This was almost Euro in a way. And I don't know. Maybe they were Euro. I'm not sure. And it's um, it's much more lax there. Like you just kids go anywhere. Kids are like smoking at age six. So it doesn't really matter. But 
I was like, honestly, I don't know if I'd be pumped or annoyed if I was this kid, but he was just kind of in the zone and he wasn't really paying attention to everybody around him. He was just enjoying his sushi. So good for him. I, well, I would guess, not do that, but I guess if he's four too, he doesn't really know what the commotion is about. You know, he's not like, wow, look at that ass. It was also he's... late though. It was like 11 PM. <laughs> I'm like, what are you like? Wow. What? Again, what are we doing? Uh, all right. Two more things. Worm salt. Do you have worm salt when you were there? I did not. What is that? It's, it's ground up From worms tequila? with salt. And it's very, we, I had it with a lot of drinks. Like a lot of the bartenders would give it to us because I guess it's some sort of thing that is, you know, that locals do or huh. they like, they enjoy. Oh, it. it is literally a blended up worm, dried worm with salt and you dip. It's almost like the salt used for tequila, but you could also dip fruit in it. It's a, it's a very intense flavor. Um, and I probably had too much of it and it was a little bit disgusting, but it's worth trying because it's a little bit, I tried to, we tried to like experiment with our palates. We tried to eat some weird stuff. We ate like some good octopus when we were there. Oh yeah. Um, some fish, like soft shell crab stuff. Well, the food all there was great, but worm salt, I would try it, but it's probably not something you're going to go back to. Okay. And then let Noted. me close with this because this was the major question when we were there. Are you pro or are you against peeing in the ocean? Totally pro. Okay. Why? Why is that Okay. You're talking to a girl who's from the Midwest who has been in a lot of lakes and you literally will put the boat somewhere so you can pop in the water and go to the bathroom. <sighs> We're talking about a, a natural body of water that's getting a lot of turn. I almost feel here. like it's worse in a lake than the ocean because at least the ocean has salt in it. The lake is fresh water, you know? I uh. Well, I mean, where else are you going to go? Okay, Back so that's to the your question. resort? That's the question is how far, how close are you to a about a clean bathroom because i'm not gonna ask you to go to an outhouse or something and it, and let's and let's be honest too this is also way easier for guys than it is for girls like it's just easier for guys to pee oh yeah places, way period. easier for guys so like i i do get that but we were probably 20 yards from a from our room on the beach and oh well if i had a bathroom option i would much rather yeah. use a proper restroom but if i'm down the beach we had gone to lunch somewhere and we're on an, an area where i can't find somewhere to go you better believe mother nature here i come if there's nobody around you too i guess yeah, i understand right, but if there's right. like if Not it's an ocean swimmers. full of people like are we really pee so anyway so this gets back to my thing i was like i don't think you should pee in the ocean i don't think people should pee in the ocean you know there's people around the bathroom's not that far away. Just go to the bathroom. It's not that big of a deal. And Maddie and her friends vehemently disagreed with me. They're like, you're an idiot. It is absolutely okay to pee in the ocean. I didn't really ask my friends, and they're all dudes. So I figured they would be like, whatever. But they were all very much telling me that I was in the wrong here. That, no, you can pee in the ocean whenever you want. Yeah, doesn't the salt water sterilize it anyway? I mean, is that like an urban legend? I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. I just made that not. up. I don't I know. Mean, I made it up. Urine is mostly water, but again... If no one's around you, it's not that big of a deal. But like if you're swimming around, would you want somebody like 10 feet away from you peeing in the ocean? No. So you're trying to be the nice person by also not peeing in the ocean when you're 10 feet around somebody else. Okay. So I'm so anti-peeing in the pool. I think if you pee in oh, the well, pool, that's just, you I mean, that's banned a that, If you're over four, you shouldn't be peeing right. in the pool. And even if you're four, I'm pissed if you're doing yeah, that. Yeah, no exactly. pun intended. No, no pass on that. No pun intended, but I, I am mad. But the way I think of the ocean or a lake is there's already a bunch of other stuff in there. You know, it's it's not like a chlorine a stagnant body of water. There's a lot of movement. There's fish. The fish are going to the bathroom and the pool or in the ocean and in the lake. But here's you the know difference. what I mean? Here's the difference. You are peeing in the shallow part of the water. Okay. But ish. think about the waves are coming and there's overturn. The the whales and the sharks and most of the fish are peeing in the deep seas of the ocean. We're not dealing with that part of the water. I'm talking about 
the nice wave water that gets sort of recirculated. Like that water doesn't really move anywhere. It just kind of stays at the shore. So you are, if you pee, like if you're peeing and you're on, all right, so you're facing the shore and you pee, people to your left are likely going to get your pee. No, I disagree because you're thinking that the pee is just one solid entity as you're peeing it's dispersing already and then the waves are coming and it's getting in the mix and so what if the, the what if the waters are calm there weren't that many big waves i'm just saying the water wasn't it wasn't the, you know surfing no. with, surfing wave situation the dispersion and the molecules even if your pee does get into a stranger's zone the amount of of urine that could actually get there is probably so small it doesn't even register okay so you disagree with me my final point on this and i acknowledge that i'm probably in the minority here but all i'm saying is you would not want someone near you peeing in the ocean so i'm saying i'm saying reciprocate the love and do not pee around other people in the ocean. That's all I'm saying. If you are by yourself, I'm not going to give you shit for it. But if there are multiple people within like a good 25 foot radius of you, probably even less, I would say, because 25 feet is long. I don't think you would want someone else peeing in the ocean near you. So I also think it's kind of like pay it forward, Michelle. It's kind of like, you know, the unwritten rules of baseball. I feel like it's the unwritten rule of the ocean or a lake that everyone's peeing in it. It's just what's happening. It's like a unspoken contract when you jump in there that you are doing that at your own risk you're probably right i fully again i fully acknowledge that i'm probably in the wrong but i did walk back to the room and uh classily peed in our bathroom well see now again if i had the option if it was that close i would much rather use the proper restroom yeah all right so i guess i mean we're kind of on the same page here even though you i think you're a little bit more lenient than i am i'm like go and try to figure out a situation where you don't have to do that but I guess we'll let the audience uh, figure it out. Tell us if I'm wrong. I don't know. Because all of Maddie's friends are like, no, Steve. Steve's an idiot. He is incredibly wrong in this situation. Also, no one near you, if they're a stranger, is ever going to be like, hey, dude, don't swim over here. I just peed. Well, I know. Honestly, I wish they would tell me. You're probably swimming in their pee anyway. (laughs) I wish they would tell me. No, they just shouldn't pee. If they know I'm around them, just don't pee. Hold it. Or wait till I'm not in the water anymore. I don't know. Um, Can I ask you a peeing question? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're on the subject (laughs) of peeing. Let's go. Small talk, you're home for bathroom conversation. Um, So I flew to New York on Saturday and very much wanted to watch the Illinois game. Go Illini, which ended up being an epic game. Big game, yeah. Huge upset for Coach Bielma, who was on my show this morning. It was great to talk to Coach about the big upset against Penn State. But I was watching the game live on the plane in the headrest, right? And I hadn't really slept the night before. I had a lot of work stuff. I had to pack late. And... um, Illinois went down, I think, 10 nothing fairly early. And I was like, gosh, man, I'm probably going to get stomped here. Damn it. You know? And so I'm like, I'm just going to close my eyes for a second. So I ended up falling asleep for maybe like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the girl next to me like, pokes me on the shoulder and is like, excuse me, can you wake up? I need to use the restroom. And I was like, oh, I was like very much startled. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, I'm sorry. Let me get up. And she, see, she was in there for a while. She was in there for a while. And so I couldn't go back to sleep. Right. So then, uh, so it was, an, it was clearly an emergency. It was an emergency. There was a problem. Okay, which is that fine. Change, that does change the story here a little bit. Which is fine. Then later, I maybe it was halftime or whatever. I lean back and close my eyes again. As soon as I close my eyes, the guy, two down, is like, "Excuse me, can you get up?" I was on the aisle, by the way. Can you get up? I need to use the restroom. And I'm like, "Okay." So then I start thinking about this. And again, maybe this is my uh, Midwestern mentality. If I'm a window seat or a middle seat, I will hold it. 
If I see that someone on the aisle is sleeping, I wasn't upset that I had to get up. That is not the point of this. I just started thinking about how I almost appreciated that they were so brazen about it. They didn't care that I was sleeping. They're never going to see me again. So they wanted to get up and go to the bathroom. But I was thinking there's been many times when I've been on the window seat and I'll see the the strangers next to me sleeping and I will hold it and make myself uncomfortable so that they can sleep. So I want a ruling from you on this. What would you do in that scenario? I, okay. How long is that flight? It's not that bad. It's like two hours. Then you shouldn't be peeing on that flight unless it's an emergency. I'm I'm sorry. Pee before (laughs) you get on the flight. I avoid the bathroom on planes at all costs. We had a four hour plane ride to Tulum and back. Didn't pee either way. Uh, Didn't, just don't, I have no interest in it. Um, And I probably did have to pee towards the end, but at some point like you get, you know, you got 30 minutes left in the flight or something. It's like, I'll just wait till we land. I don't know. It's not the end of the world. But I'm with you on this. I think it's kind of annoying. I think it's, you know, clearly the first girl or woman or whoever was next to you, like if she was in the bathroom for a long time, that was probably a problem. Emergency. So like things happen. Like I understand that stuff happens. But for both of them on a two hour flight to wake you up from a mm-hmm. slumber, uh, to me, that's, in- I don't want to say it's rude because it's not rude, but I just, you and I are thinking of our surroundings a little bit more and yeah. going, do we, is it really worth me waking up someone or moving people to moving for the guy in the, for the guy, the window, moving two people out of the way just to go to the bathroom on a two hour flight? No chance. So I'm with you here, but I don't think, I would imagine that there are a lot of people that are like, I don't care. It's a bathroom. I got to, I have to go to the bathroom. You chose to pick the aisle seat. No, I would typically choose the window seat because I don't want to be bothered and I usually don't go to the bathroom. So I never have to get up and I don't want to be, and I want to be left alone. So that's why I usually never choose the aisle, but and that's in that situation, ugh, for both people to get up, I think that's just stupid and wrong. I'm with you. I normally am a window seat girl, but I booked this last minute and only aisles were available. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, it is what it is. I would I wouldn't I would choose obviously an aisle before I choose the middle, but um, yeah, you never want middle. But yeah, I find it odd. I think some of the times the people too that when you when they ask you to move to go to the bathroom, they're like weirdly angry about it, and you're like, can you just relax? You are in their way, yes, but you chose to have the the window right. seat. You know, you knew this was gonna happen, and I feel like those people are also they're probably the kind of people that would send food back at a restaurant, which I would never do. There's like a pattern of behavior here that they probably follow that you and I don't really belong to. Also, the people that bring a whole satchel of fast food on the plane oh and do not God. care that they're going to stink up the plane. One dude brought, he was two rows in front of me, two, three rows in front of me, a whole satchel of fried chicken oh and Popeye's. And granted, I love Popeye's, the spicy chicken Same. sandwiches, well, the bomb. I'm not even mad at you for doing it, but there's zero care for the people around you. On a two-hour flight. Two-hour like, flight. Guys. Two and change. You know, Sometimes I think when people, where are you on the shoe thing too? Do you take your shoes off? I mean, I take my shoes off, but there's always socks on usually. And I usually do it when I'm next to Maddie. So it's not that big of a deal. People will literally take their shoes and socks off. And I'm like, that's disgusting. Wait, I have the funniest story to tell you. I will never remove my shoes and socks. The only time that I've ever done that is when I was flying to Hong Kong and I was in one of those lay down yeah. beds yeah. and they provided Fair. me slippers, which is the only time I ever did it. Cause I literally had to slumber because <laughs> the flight was so long, but I was in my own pod. So my feet yeah, were not anywhere near anyone. No, but I think people that take their shoes off on a flight, this is not your living room. If you take your shoes and socks off, you're a savage. People, what are you my, doing? I say that just because people get real relaxed on planes really relaxed. for some weird reason. And other than like wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt, I'm not trying to like make this my living room couch. You know, this isn't right. somebody, this isn't, I'm just having like slob all over the place. It's just disgusting. And I, but people have no problem doing that. And it always amazes me. 
Wait, so uh, I was out with my friends on Saturday night and I was telling them about the bathroom thing and we were talking about weird behavior on planes. And one of my guy friends told me (laughs) the last flight that he took, someone on the plane just kept airdropping him pictures of feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually pretty funny. Okay, that is actually And they were Google stock images of feet. It wasn't this person's feet. It was just, and he goes, I got like three or four of them. Yeah, and he turned to a significant other and was like, someone is sending, are you you doing, like, who is this around me? And then he didn't know who it was. It was just a stranger on the plane that I don't know if they were like into him or if it was just I feel like they were just fucking with him. I I think they were. That's actually really funny though. I mean, you know, I know it would be annoying to get those, but you have to appreciate there is some good humor in that. Oh my God, he thought it was hilarious. At first he was like, what the hell? And then after like the fourth (laughs) one, he thought it was so funny. That's actually, I never thought about that. Airdrop's crazy. You could just send whatever the hell you want to anybody on a plane. Yeah, especially if there's Wi-Fi, come on. And you'd be completely anonymous. Someone else shared a story that someone's boss accidentally shared an inappropriate photo on airdrop to a co-worker on a plane one. Oh, geez. Well, that's that's why you got to lock that shit up. Because that can be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, Not great. Super accident. Not great. I'm sure. Anyway. Okay. So let's change the subject there. Should we go into our draft here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So yeah, as I explained before, let's do the, we're going to call it the universally loved songs draft. Regardless of your age, your sex, your race, your background, your setting, you are, when this comes on, happy, period. Okay. You know, you're not like, okay. oh, this song sucks. Like, I think, for example, I'm going to throw this out there. So this might be on your list, but Sweet Caroline shouldn't be on this because it's polarizing. Some people love Sweet Caroline. and blah, 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 blah. But other people are like, that song blows. Like, I don't want to hear that song. I'm talking about songs that no matter what, you're at a beach, you're at a pool party, you're at a... Uh, a wine bar you're hanging outside in your backyard this song comes on and everybody kind of looks at each other and they're like yeah okay this is, this is a classic okay so okay. and also i want to exclude happy birthday doesn't count okay oh, you know no. like jingle bells doesn't count this has to be from you know an artist like a, a pop-ish type song okay so something that's okay. played on the radio but jingle bells is a bop just saying i'm not gonna say it's not but i but that that doesn't count in my eyes it has to be like a pop artist that did this or not not necessarily okay. pop you know what i mean like something that was played on the radio. i got you I have so, the list. I'm ready. All right. So you want since I guess since it's my idea, and I was talking about this with my buddies at the party over the weekend, and I think there is a num a clear number one. And I, okay. I again, music is so subjective that people are gonna be like, "That's dumb." There's no way for me. There is one song, and it came on Saturday night. So I'll go okay. first. Okay. With I'm the so first excited. pick in the small talk universally loved songs draft. Team Saruti selects. September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Great song. Incredible. It's song. a perfect song. Incredible. A, it it really is. And again, it came on, and you're like, do you remember? <laughs> and everyone's just everyone knows all the lyrics, and most yep. of these songs, everyone's gonna know the lyrics too. Yeah. And it's also kind of become like a meme thing, like every September, yeah. the 21st of September, like everybody on Twitter tweets it out on Instagram. Um, and I also kind of feel like this song has gotten better with age. Right. You know, it was obviously great. We, you know, we weren't around when it came out, but it, my entire life, I feel like I've liked this song more and more and more and more to the point where it is one of the best songs of all time. It just it's is. It's incredible. And uh, I know there have been a couple covers of it and nothing will ever be the original. And I'm not, I'm not even like a big Earth, Wind, and Fire fan. My, my parents like love Earth, Wind, and Fire. They grew up. We had multiple albums and would listen to it in the car. 
Um, but this obviously is the one, they're like one main song. And I just don't think anybody dislikes this song. So I think that for me, this was the clear number one pick. Okay. Great selection by you. Thank Love you. that. I think I'm going to beat you though with my first pick. Okay. With the number two overall pick in the universally loved songs draft, Team Smallman selects. Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. Um, Had it on my list. You know what's funny is I struggled to find new songs, and this is one of the new songs from like the last like 10, 15-ish years that is on this list. It's a great call by you. You put that song on at a wedding. You put it on in your car. You put it on in your AirPods as you're walking down the street. And no matter when you hear it, you cannot help but sing along and get Mm -hmm. hyped. Mm Mm-hmm. Love the killers. Love killers love the have killers. a great catalog too. I they mean, do. they really do. I I, I love Sam's Town. Uh, all, really, all that Hot Fuzz is. They're they're a great band. But this is that one song when it comes on. Usually, I feel like I'm at a bar. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I think about that because it's not really a wedding. I mean, it kind of is a wedding song. But usually, you're at a bar. Maybe there's like a live band playing this song, and everyone is singing along front to back. Love it. Okay, you're right. up. No, you get you get two picks in a row. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh yeah. my god, stressful. It's a good call for you here having second pick. Okay, so I have one that I know you love, and that one you know I love. Okay, yeah, and one song I know you love, but I don't know if it's as universally loved. But just because some people don't love this genre, and then I have one that you know what? Okay, I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna do this with the third overall pick because I don't want to lose this one. In the universally loved songs draft, I'm going. With international players anthem. Oh, so, so okay. So you this is we have taken totally different avenues on this. That would not be on my list. I don't think that is a universally loved song. You don't? I think everybody I know loves that song. My parents aren't listening to that song. Um, really? I feel like they might love it. <laughs> my beginning. parents are not listening to UGK and Outcasts. Although I shouldn't say that. Think uh, about this, that for this, a second. This song specifically. No way. No They're way. singing. No way. Now, I will say anyone that is our age, I would say anyone 40 and be- and below. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Sure. But okay. Like, so then let grand, me rearrange. Can I yeah. repick then? Okay. I'm going to let I you. Because there's okay. no way. Yeah. Well, I'll let you do it. Mr. Brightside. Yeah. My parents like that song. Okay. But so like, we're no on the same page No way they're to international players anthem. <laughs> Why? I mean, shout out UGK. <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome, but I, there's just no way that's happening. So I just don't know anyone that dislikes that song. That's all I'm saying. It's not that my, you know, it's not. Could you listen to like your 60 year old aunts or uncles yeah. listening to that? No, like no, they're not listening to that song. That's what I'm saying. It has to reach the masses. Okay, okay, okay. We're the on the same masses. page now. So we're on we'll the same give page. you a redo. Thank you for that. But asterisk. If <laughs> that's, that's an on amazing the list, song. I, guess. I mean, it's, you know, it's my favorite rap song of all time. So anyway. I just really wanted it. Okay, so then I'm going with the safer pick, which is what I was going to do anyway. Coming in at number three, number two for Team Smallman is I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. Um, It's a good pick. I don't actually love Whitney Whitney Houston, but you're right. This song comes on. Every girl is belting this. And even the dudes are secretly like, yeah, this is this is good shit. Especially if they've the way it builds up. Like, vodka sodas so in there. Fun. Yeah. Um, great pick. Okay. Um, now that we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. That's that is that's a great pick, I will okay, say. Good, that is a, that honestly might be a better pick. I mean, I like Mr. Brightside better, but I think Dance with Somebody is a better universally loved song. Okay. Okay. Um this might be controversial given 
him as a person. Oh, so, I know exactly where you're going. Can I guess it? Sure. Is it? No, because if you, if you, <laughs> I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is, but I don't want to say it in case uh, I'm going to guess it. Is it ignition remix? Okay. No, no. See again, that's too, again, no, I'm getting it. The young kids are right. That I wouldn't pick that anyway. So you could say that and it's fine. No, I'm no, not, no. I'm not, I'm not like picking that. But I just thought it was because that's a song that everybody loves. It is. But again, my parents are probably not singing Ignition Remix. Oh, like come they're, on. They're if, they didn't, if they didn't know about R. Kelly, and listen, I would never pick it because I'm not supporting R. Kelly. But if that song just came on, I feel like even grandparents would be like, yes. What? Okay. I disagree, but it doesn't matter. Tell me if this is... Because this is this guy's a little bit similarly controversial, so maybe I shouldn't be picking this. But Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yeah, he was on my list, but I removed him. Apps. Okay, should should, should I not take him? No, should you I, can. It's a good song. So? You know what's funny? I've always talked about this with um with friends and, and people who are like younger. Because my mom grew up, she loved Michael Jackson. When he died, she cried. And you know our age group sort of remembers him. They do remember him differently. Like we remember him as kind of the weirdo. You know that pedophile type guy, like, you know, the guy who, um, you know, obviously had a lot of work done, plastic surgery, just not the singer. And my, and I feel like our parents' generation, for the most part, they remember him as a kid and then growing up as this amazing singer and the Thriller album coming out. So they, we have very different relationships, I think, with Michael Jackson. Um, but at the end of the day, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal song. It came on while we were in Tulum eating breakfast. And it's just, and I don't know if it was the Halloween vibe because we're in October. I don't think it was. It just came on. And it's just hard not to get caught up and in love and just engulfed with the the coolness of that song. And you know me, I don't really like the 80s, but I do love me some Michael Jackson, specifically that. So give me Thriller, even though it might be a controversial pick. Okay. Am I up next? Yes. We're going to sex it up a little. And I'm going with my third pick. So what is this, fourth overall? Yep. No, fifth overall. Fifth overall. I'm going with Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. It's a great one. I feel like I feel uncomfortable though when I listen to that song, but I love it. I love that song. I don't think though, if you hear that in any circumstance, no matter who you are, that you don't have a little vibe with it. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny about that too is like you can't really listen to that song by yourself. <laughs> you, sure you, you, know, can. you would never sure put that. Can. Would you put you would listen to that song in your car? No way. No doubt. Yes, I would. No doubt. Really? I mean, I, yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but it is a little bit weird. You almost have to listen to it with a group of people or in a in a sexual setting uh, although who, although who's has anyone putting on marvin gay when you're you know about to get after it i don't, I don't yeah know hello anymore. i just uh, love the song listen to a little big sean he has a song called marvin gay and chardonnay it's how well, you yeah, get the I ladies get, going all right now a little marvin gay and a little chardonnay that is a good call either way phenomenal song and even just the opening you know though well, i don't even know how to describe it what even instrument is that who knows but it's amazing it's just a great intro to the song and then literally it's like, let's get it on. All right. We're in. All right. We're sexing no, it up. No, no pun intended. Let's do okay. it. All right. Um, okay. So your songs, I feel like, are a little more edgy than mine. Why? Because I sexed it up? Yeah. But <laughs> but you're not wrong with that. Hmm. Because a lot of mine are just, they'd be good on a, like a piano bar or like with or a karaoke, not even a karaoke night, but like if a band is playing at a bar. Um, hmm. Let me think about this. All right, I think this is the one. Give me, this is what, the sixth pick? Sixth pick in the draft, my third pick. Give me Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Uh, it's just, again, sing-along, like sing-along song. I actually thought, so I was arguing with my I'll friends. You think it's, you don't like this one? 
No, I think I would take 12 other Journey songs before I would take Don't Stop. Oh, uh, yeah, but you're okay. Give but, me Faithfully. I mean, come on. That song is so played out. I feel like yeah, people some don't of like these it songs are of, played out, though. That's the point. That's why they're universally popular because they are very much commercial successes. So no, you're I right. I don't it's think not this is not my this success. is not my favorite Journey song. But when I was uh, like out with my buddies this weekend, they told me that Don't Stop Believing is ahead of September. No, they're wrong. Mm. Because I you agree. want to know why? Because I think Don't Stop Believing has gotten so intertwined with sports that we've we've just heard it too much. Hasn't and really maybe that's because we're sports people. You know what I mean? But yeah. like September comes on more sporadically, and that's why it's more loved. Whereas I feel like Don't Stop Believing, it's like, okay, which team is gonna, you know, win the World Series this year and have journey behind it? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm, I don't I don't agree with you on that. I really don't. I don't think I don't think I think about that with sports at all, to be honest with you. Well, that's why I think when I think of sports songs, I think of Seven Nation Army and I think of Don't Stop Believing and I think of Sweet Caroline. I think of all of these songs that have gotten intertwined. With I'll sports. give you the other two um, or like We Will Rock You, which I had kind of initially on my list. I don't know if you have any Queen songs, by the way. We'll get to that, I guess, before the end. But I struggled to find a Queen song that I would put on this list. Um, but I don't, I don't believe, I don't agree with you on that. I think Don't Stop Believing is a bar song that is a sing-along song that you probably have to have a few cocktails in you to really appreciate and get in the mood for. Because I wouldn't put this song on ordinarily. Like, I'm not putting this on on my Spotify playlist in the car. But when this comes on and you're with your buddies or when you're with your friends or it's at a wedding, it's, to use quote Marvin Gaye, like, it's on. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next pick, we're going a little country, Steve. Ooh. Give me, give me friends already in low a, places by Garth Brooks. Already a no. Country's not universally loved. I'm. You can pick it; it's fine. Listen, but like there are people like my parents; they don't listen to country music. They're, you can't tell me if your parents didn't have a couple of sodas, a couple pops, and this song comes on at a bar that you're not singing it. If you're gonna go country, I would pick um, what is that West Virginia song by John Denver? No, that's the blue. That's a that. great song. That's a great song, but not everybody knows that wrong song. And everybody has friends in low places. Everybody knows it. And in the way that you all sing it together in a group, no, I stand by this pick. Friends in low places is a universally loved song. I'm not listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk you out of it. All I will say is that country is a very polarizing genre of music. I have come around to the country. I like country now, some country, not all. Um, but there are still, I think, big parts of the population like country music sucks. But this is a, a poppy, popular country. Song. You're right. It is like the more, yeah, as far it's as widespread. mainstream as country gets. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. All right. All right. So that's your second to last pick. Okay. Uh, I feel like I need a newer song. You have a couple of, at least one new song, Mr. Brightside. You tried to pick two with international players on them, but, <laughs> <laughs> which I love, but God. I have two in my head. One of them I like more than the other, but this one I actually think is the more universally loved song. Uptown Funk by Bruno Mars. Absolutely beloved by people when it comes on. The problem with Uptown Funk is, and let me tell you the other one because I'm not going to pick it and I don't think you are either. I was deciding between Uptown Funk and Hey Out by Outkast because I wanted like a more modern song. But I, think, I do feel like I think my you made great, the right pick. I think my aunt, you know, at the, the barbecue or whatever, if Uptown Funk comes on, she's going to be way more excited about that than Hey Ya. So for my newish type song, even though I don't love it and I don't really love Bruno Mars, when that song does come on and you're inebriated, there is some special thing where you're all of a sudden just kicking your feet out and doing weird Bruno Mars dances. So don't love it, but it's on my list. Before I like totally understood the rules, I was debating between International Players Anthem and yeah, Usher Ludacris. That's a song that gets everybody going. Yeah, 
little, still a little too edgy for the older crowd, I think. Uptown okay. Funk is it has the vibe. So clearly, I have taken my own route here with the picks, but I'm going to slow it down again. And this might be you might laugh at this pick, but I don't know oh, one person who hears this song and doesn't think it's an absolutely beautiful song. And it's not going to get you going, but it may get you to grab the tissues. And I don't know anyone who would be like, that song sucks or that song's trash. So I'm going to go with my final pick with What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. It's a great pick. It's a great pick. And doing a lot of research, you know, Reddit threads on this, this did come up a lot. Really? It did. Uh, so I think this is a great pick for you. I didn't have it on my list because I actually, you know, I don't know. It's it's it, You're right. It is a very sort of, not sad, but sentimental song. Sentimental, um, yes. Good word. And uh, I think you're spot on with it. Not one of my favorite songs. Like, no one's pumped when this comes on, but you're just like, oh, yeah, this is a beautiful song. It's a really good song. Yeah. So that's my final pick. So that closes out Team Smallman with an ass. <laughs> and, and International Players Anthem is my sixth man. Yeah, I Okay, I'll, I'll allow that. I will allow International even though I don't think... Older crowd is really getting into UGK. You'd okay. be surprised, dude. I guarantee you, there are some elderly people, maybe at some nursing homes, that love a little international players anthem. I have so many songs left that I really like, and I think I want to go over them with you after we're done quickly. Okay. But but this is me having to pick out of three to four. Okay, I'm gonna go with this one because I just think this is a winner. And again, I don't know if this is everybody's favorite song, but it comes on, and you're like, oh yeah, this is the vibe. Give me Three Little Birds, Bob Marley. Yeah, good. It's good in an island vibe. It's good at a bar. It's good at a wedding. It's really great. And also, you know, it's actually like a sneaky oldish song, too. It's been around for a long time. And I don't know anyone that doesn't really like and appreciate Bob Marley. Uh, so give me Three Little Birds, which I was deciding between Three Little Birds and One Love. And I went with Three Little Birds. Oh, I don't know see if you agree it. with that. No, I think you should have picked Could You Be Loved. I think that's the way better uh, vibe song. I, see, I think that's a better song, but I, I think those two are the ones that are like known the most by the masses. But I think Could You Be Loved, yeah. Jammin', I mean, Jammin's probably my favorite Bob Marley song, but I, that's not on this list. I couldn't put that on this list. I think it's between Three Little Birds and One Love, and I went with Three Little Birds. Can we read each other the yeah. songs that we had? Okay. Yeah. You go first. So clearly I have. <laughs> I told you I haphazardly put this together on the walk that's to all right. lunch. Music's subjective, Michelle. We we know this. I guess that's why it's hard to do this, but I think we tried and it's good. Okay, okay. So I had Big Papa on my list. Uh-huh. Okay. Again, everyone under 40, you're 100% right. Yeah. I mean, that song holds the test of time and it's, it's great, fantastic. And everybody loves it. I had Benny and the Jets great on song. my list. Elton great John. Song. I think Wouldn't have been my Elton song, but a great song. But if that comes on in a bar, everybody's singing, but 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 Benny and the Jets. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a great song. I had Imagine by John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Popular choice. Everybody loves that song. And then I randomly threw in Gasolina, Daddy Yankee. <laughs> You're actually, you know what's you know what? <laughs> I don't know. Even if people under 40, that song is kind of polarizing. I like what? it. Nobody dislikes Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee is a uh, I don't want to call him an underrated musician, but I don't think he gets he gets his due for how like, many actual I, bangers i guarantee you if your parents were having some survey sauce and they zero were in mexico chance. and gasolina came on that they would give a little hip shake zero chance zero <laughs> chance um but i'm but i'm with you again if we're talking under 40 you're 100 right all right let me run okay, through mine. Okay. yeah uh i had 
Hey Jude slash Let It Be by the Beatles, but I didn't, I don't know, you know, some pe- the Beatles are polarizing though. Some people really don't like the Beatles. Yeah, my one of my buddies hates the Beatles. I'm like, that's stupid. But hates okay, you're the Beatles? Hates the Beatles, doesn't like the Beatles, thinks they're trash, which is again, you cannot like them, but they're not trash. You have to respect them. Respect the art. This one I almost picked ahead of Three Little Birds, Fast Car, Tracy Chapman. Great song. I mean, great song. it's a great song. It's again, it's a little sad, but it's a great song. Brown Eyed Girl, Van Morrison. Um, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. What's up? I know it's a little high school locker room for me, so that's why I, I stayed away from that one. And this one, I, I in hindsight, I probably should have picked this, but Under Pressure, Queen, David Bowie. I had I was thinking about putting Bohemian Rhapsody on the list, but it's so long that I thought people might not like it. Yeah, I don't actually know. I mean, maybe, but I, I would imagine Bohemian Rhapsody is somewhat polarizing. It's a weird song. You know, it's not, I can imagine it's not for everybody, but it is a great song. And that's why I figure Under Pressure, David, everybody loves David Bowie. Yeah. I, you know, Queen is obviously incredibly popular. I feel like that's maybe the one, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's universally loved the way some other songs are. I also considered Killing Me Softly, Fuji's. Oh, fantastic song. I mean, listen, I love Lauryn Hill. Um, X Factor is one of my favorite songs of all time. That is, uh, I mean, that is on a tier of its own x factor is so good you know it's crazy that drake's obviously sampled that and i love both songs and when the drake one came out i'm like wow he just absolutely crushed it which he did but i would actually go back and listen to x factor before i listen to drake's why am i blanking on it it's uh it's the name of the drake song why am i blanking on it remember is it nice for what it's nice for what yeah it's nice for for what what? yeah sorry we're 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 old sorry um (laughs) Because at the time, like, nice for what this is an absolute banger. I will go back and listen to X Factor because that is one of one of the best songs of all time, in my opinion. It's so good. Yeah. So anytime we can get a Lauren Hill Fuji's thing, I, I'm, I'm totally on board. And to all of our senior citizen listeners, please submit a review and yeah. confirm that you are, in fact, like the international player's answer. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Honestly, I hope I am wrong because that would be fantastic. I just don't know if Joe and Ann Cerruti are getting down with UGK at, uh, at their age. But you never know. They're young at heart. We'll figure it out. Next time I go to my parents' house, I'll play it and record their reaction and see what they say. Think about Michelle. What the hell is happening right now? Okay, well All that right. was fun. Yeah, let us know who you think won. Um, and uh, yeah, and if there are any like glaring omissions that we had, because it is hard. Like I mean, there's obviously like, billions of songs, and trying to like narrow them down and put together like your power ranks is really hard. But I think we did a pretty good job. Should we get to a, re- a review, Steve? Yeah. A lot of love, by the way, for the Murphy Lee interview. And thank you to everyone who reached out for that, including this review that says loved Murphy Lee five stars. What a fabulous human being. The best thing he said was how proud he is to be able to live and work in his hometown of St. Louis and share his wife and kids with the world, not keeping his family a secret of sorts from his fans. He said that his fans love his wife and kids more than they like him. That was super sweet. He truly is a diehard St. Louis guy. I'm proud of it. Murphy was a terrific interview and all around wonderful person. I wish him continued success much deserved yeah listen we were stoked to get him he seems like an awesome dude you know him a little bit more than i do but he does really seem that and that's a great point that this person brings up in the rap community that's almost i don't want to say frowned upon but it's certainly not not something that you openly talk about and it was really cool to hear him say that so um I'm, i'm just glad our audience likes murphy lee as much as we do well i think you know what i take away from that and what i've always known in my interactions with him or any of the guys from the lunatics is they're just very genuine. They're very true to themselves and their roots and who they are. His answer did surprise me just because I've never heard a rapper really talk about anything like that before. And it does make sense that it is a little taboo when you're young and coming up and, you know, you have all these girls on the video set about how much money you have and how badass you are. And yeah, talking about your your wife and kids isn't always the the, the top of the conversation (laughs) when it comes to rappers, but yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah, but I, I appreciated that answer too. And I think that that's part of the reason why though he's continued to have success is because he is really true to himself. So yeah. thank you for that review. And if you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts or Podcast One or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, download Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it, and leave a review. And we might read it at the end of the pod. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Steve and I will be back in action soon. But until then, Steve, I'm glad your car's clean. UGK, you're still my guys. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.